Welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. I am so thankful that you have joined me here again today on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I am thrilled to introduce you to a new guest. I guess that I hope will be here with me more than once. Um, a lovely woman that I just met recently. In fact, two women that I will be introducing you to over the next few Faith and Good Counsel episodes. Um, her name, the, the, my guest today is Sandy Getz. Sandy is joining us here from Virginia, and she has something, a, a very special experience in her life um, as a woman that she would like to share with you. In fact, I asked her to share it with you because when I met her, it was such an anointed meeting, and I'm so thankful that Sandy Getz is joining me here today. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Thank you, Stacy. I'm so glad to be here. Well, you know, Sandy, um, before we jump into our conversation, I want to just invite people out to my website, stacygalino.com, where you can subscribe there and stay in touch with me, as well as listen to past episodes of the Faith and Good Counsel Show and the new and becoming more uh, more and more known podcast with Father Paul Gross, Pondering Things Catholic. I'm really excited about that new Faith and Good Counsel production of Pondering Things Catholic with Father Paul Gross. You're going to love him, so y'all need to check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me tell you how I met Sandy, y'all. I was invited as a representative of Catholic Community Radio to attend a wine conference. Now, that's not wine like the drinking wine. That is women in the new evangelization. And um, that happened in the summer of 2018 in Metairie, Louisiana. And let me tell you, I didn't know what to expect but it was a glorious day. I highly recommend if you're having a wine event in your area, you should really check it out. It was, it was a lovely event. But, you know, sometimes the Lord has a plan that we don't, all the time, He has a plan we don't know about. But I tell you what, <laughs> I got wholly kaboomed that day with meeting two awesome ladies, one of whom is with us today, Sandy Getz. And what moved me so much besides the fact that she's just a beautiful daughter of the Most High God, is that both Sandy Getz and her friend and sister in the vineyard, Michelle Nash, are military wives. And just getting to know both of them over the course of the day and thereafter, because we have now developed (laughs) a bit of a relationship in in talking with one another. But I tell you what, there was a beautiful meeting of the hearts, and I just fell in love with I think Our Lady brought us together, Sandy. I really do. And in listening to yep. both, yes. Different signs, signs everywhere. Signs everywhere, signs everywhere. And just in listening to both of these ladies over the course of the day, just share their experience of being and having been military wives and moms for, gosh, decades now, Sandy. I'm not even sure. We're going to find out in just a moment. Um it really, it really struck my heart in my own experience in my own life, and uh, with my own father and other uncles and and so forth who were in the military. And it really, I don't, I can't even. I'm still processing it all. But it was just, it was. A, I I just received it from from the Lord as a gift to meet you, Sandy. So I'm grateful that you are spending time with us here today on the show. Thank I, you. 
Yeah. So I, I'm going to stop talking and I want you to start talking and tell us a little <laughs> bit about, about you, Sandy. Tell us where you're from. Tell us about your family and tell us, begin to tell us a little bit about your faith journey and your experience as a military wife. Okay. Well, I'm uh, originally from Oklahoma, uh, born and raised and met my husband uh, when my parents, my mom, and we lived in Dallas for a while, met my husband. And I've been married now for uh, 20, almost going on be 24 years in November. And the whole 24 years, my husband has been in the military. He was in the military when I met him. So I've been a military wife from the beginning of my marriage. Did you know what you were uh, getting into? Did you know what you were saying yes to? I'm just curious. I hate to interrupt um, you, but. Yes and no. I mean, of course, I watched, you know, of course, I watched all the movies and I thought it was going to be all glamour and great. You know, I was going to be, you know, yes. <laughs> be, you know, me going to, you know, great balls and, you know, all sorts of stuff. High teas. <laughs> it was a little bit different but, uh, experience, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. It, it, it's not quite as glamorous as they make it look. Oh, wow. <laughs> on the TV shows. But it has been, I mean, other than having, I say, my, my husband and my children, it has been one of the best experiences of my life. I would wow. never have, I cherish it. I cherish my time as a, uh, as a military spouse. Wow. Most definitely. It's been fabulous. The people, the places, the opportunities, they're really boundless. You make it what, what you want to make it. Really? So, and uh, it was fabulous. Yeah. And so your husband, so what branch of the military is he in? And he's in the army. He, okay. he, well, he was, he's retired now. We retired as of last, uh, the last day of October of 2017 wow. was, uh, his last, his last active duty day. So we are now, re- uh, military retirees, uh, which is a whole nother, <laughs> a whole other season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning life. I'm learning just <laughs> listening to you is a, it's a whole other life, which is why I wanted to have you on Sandy, because I don't, I don't know how many of my listeners are, are, you know, past or present military, but I, I, again, I was so incredibly moved at this experience, which of course there are commonalities because we're women and we're in marriages and we have families, but this whole military experience is a whole other world that I've, I'm, I'm so thankful because I, I, you're going to give us a window into that. Um, to I, I hope just increase our reverence and our gratitude for our military families so that we can increase our prayer, you know, and support for you all. So tell us about your, so how many children do you have? I have three children. I have three boys uh, ranging in the age from uh, 21 to 16. Um Two are in college and one's a junior in high school. So uh, I'm proud to say they all, you know, of course the one here in high school has to go because he goes with us to math every yeah. Sunday. <laughs> but my two college-bound kids are actually still um, still going to math, even wow. when they're not with oh, me. And that's, to, to me, God. that is just the ultimate holy mom thing. So oh, of course <laughs> we desire. Yeah, we desire the best, the, you know, the sanctity for our children. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I just learned something off air. I learned that you're a convert, and there's kind of a, yes. a neat story to that. I'm wondering if maybe would now would be a good time for you to share that. Sure. Um, you know, growing up, uh, like growing up in Oklahoma, it is the Bible Belt, and it's—I uh, mean, I'm, I, I didn't know very many Catholic people at that point, but I was raised Baptist um, with uh, uh, in my family when we did go to church, and then uh, about— Halfway through, probably when I was in uh, junior high, 
we kind of quit going altogether. And so I really didn't have uh, a steady place for, for, for church. And then it wasn't until I was in my uh, mid-20s that one of my best friends and I, we had been, uh, you know, doing the 20-year-old thing and, and just... <laughs> Kind of Which give, we won't discuss today, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole other episode. And uh, we just both kind of said, you know what? We got to change something. Something needs mm-hmm. to, you know, change in our lives. And uh, she had been raised Catholic, but she'd never been confirmed. And so uh, she said, well, why don't we try going to mass and see, you know, on Sundays together? Mm. Which we started doing. And um, and that was a big jump just, for you from. Being Baptist, yeah, it really was. That's a big job. My whole family, yeah. you know, and my you know, the rest of my family. My dad uh, ended up actually was a. Uh, my, my parents were divorced, but after a while, my dad became a non-denominational uh, preacher. Wow! So uh, he's still. <laughs> I can still remember when he would, you know, I'd go visit him after I became Catholic. I converted, I'd go visit him and I'd go with him to like a Bible study and he at his little church or his little group. And he'd always introduce me as his daughter, Sandy, and he'd always add, she's Catholic. You know, oh, <laughs> like it was oh, something like, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> and I'd always start laughing and I was like, I'm not a leper. <laughs> right. There, there's, <laughs> you know, so, there's a lot of misunderstanding. I, exactly. you know, and, that, and again, that's a whole other episode, a whole other lifetime of <laughs> episodes, really. <laughs> But yeah, so my my girlfriend, my best friend and I decided that we were going. So we started going, and um, in the middle of the summer, and then come about east about Christmas time, we both said, you know what, this is something we want to do. We decided that you know we saw changes in our life outside and in, in, inside ourselves, and mm. then also you know the way that we started looking at our future. And so we said, let's. Uh, I think this is something we you know we want to do. And so, but we had to wait until the following year to uh, to go through the classes. And um, two months later, I met my husband, who happened to be a cradle Catholic. And um, it was just kind of, like I say, it's I say God puts signs everywhere, and He puts people in your path for reasons. Amen. And uh, it was just kind of my confirmation that, or my con- you know, that confirmed that I was definitely going to do this. And wow. uh, He ended up being my sponsor, and. Um, was there from he's been with me from day one so how beautiful uh it, it's been a and it's been a great experience so I you have, uh, so you started your marriage out as a catholic but a, a brand new catholic kind of like me yep. i have that same experience yes. with i married a cradle catholic non-military <laughs> sicilian yeah <laughs> and uh that was you know th- that that's a whole journey there too and i'm wondering about in your experience you know, so here you are, a brand new married couple, um, cradle Catholic husband, military, and brand new Catholic uh, military wife. Where did y'all go first? And tell us maybe about your experience of trying to live a Catholic life um, on base, or where where were you? Well, when we got married, uh, he was stationed at um, up at Fort Drum, New York, uh, which is in um, about. 20 miles from the Canadian border. Um, loved it up there. Beautiful place. Uh, uh, we lived in a little town called Sackett's Harbor. And so we lived off post because it's in the military, usually the, depending on what kind of housing they have, post housing, unless you have a family, uh, there's not a lot of housing for you. There's mm. not a lot of like one bedrooms or two bedrooms. And they, they base your housing on how many uh, members of your household. Yeah. So most like, 
people who are newly married, and, and my husband was a uh, a captain at the time, newly married, um, there's not housing. So you live off post. So we did live off post. And so really my first experience, which was probably good for me, was at a small little Catholic church in a little town called Sackett's Harbor, New York, which uh, was wonderful. It was just, uh, it was such a, uh, a, a welcoming, um, homey, type of church. Mm. Uh, and uh, the priest there, Father Comstock, who we are still uh, friends with today, we still, you know, contact each other, keep each other, you know, what's going on. He's still in that area, uh, not at that church any longer, but he's still in that area. And so he has just, uh, he was like my first uh, one-on-one experience, really, with getting to know a priest. And uh, it was, he, he's amazing, and he's wonderful. And uh and I think it was great because it set a really good foundation. Yeah, uh, because for me. well, because coming from you know your experience of your formation in in the Baptist you know faith and yes. traditions, um, and and then with your dad's um, influence um, in, in the non denominational area, and then coming in as a brand new Catholic. You know, and then I'm I'm getting this really idyllic picture of this church and this sort of welcoming into almost like Our Lady's womb, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. to to nurture you and to provide you with this um, this foundation and this nurturance that you would need. Contrasting that, Sandy, with the picture that I got of experiencing Mass on base that both you and yeah. Michelle were sharing when we experience time together at the wine conference maybe would this now be a good time for you to kind of take us into that because I was very um surprised and very deeply moved um Mm -hmm. at the at the difference of experience you know we here in um well all across the United States there are and in the world there are absolutely stunning gorgeous Catholic churches that we only just have to get ourselves to right, to go and receive the Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and, you know, have adoration. And we just have that. It's it's our, our free will for for many of us, maybe not across the world, of course, mm-hmm. but definitely in the United States to get yourself over there, right? But on a, exactly. it's different on a base. And I would love for you to share that because that was very astounding to me. Um, well, yes, uh, like on a military base, there's usually a ch- one chapel. Uh, and actually, uh, I'm going back to trying to th- right at this moment, I think there's on all military installations, there may be only one right now still dedicated Catholic chapel. Wow. Uh, there used to be a couple around. Um, I know there used to be one at Fort Leavenworth, but unfortunately, there was a fire and it burned down and they didn't rebuild it mm. as a only Catholic uh, I think one of the only ones is that West Point has a Catholic ma- Catholic chapel just dedicated to uh, to Catholicism, and I think there might be one one other place. But the majority of them are all um, for everybody. It's any kind of any denomination does their has their services in there. And so, like I was saying, uh, like I told you before, that on the Sunday it's kind of like an assembly line. You start, you know, you have three or four different uh, services going on throughout that the the day. And um, you're allowed, I, I mean, let me say, and I've never been the one that set this up. So I don't know, it's like, you know, two hours for the Catholic service, two hours for the Protestant, then you have a, a gospel service, and then you could even have, uh, I mean, they have all different, I mean, they have to offer every kind of, of service possible uh, and a place to hold that service. 
So, as you can imagine, the building itself is, um, and the sanctuary is very generic um, because it can't have, you know, like I say, you don't want, the, the Protestants don't want to walk in and they don't want a crucifix. They mm. want just a regular cross. So, all that kind of stuff either has to be able to be hidden or completely removed from the from the sanctuary. So, you know, it's not like I can, I, you know, on any given day, like where I am now, I can go down to, you know, my local uh, church and sit in the sanctuary and have and do adoration, have adoration. I'm going to have to, um, you can't just walk in and do that because it's not there. It, yeah. You know, you're, it, that's, that's it's not in the sanctuary and the to, cross it, is not there. Hard to fathom. It's really hard to fathom yeah. for me. And I bet for many of my listeners, this experience of... Because it's so grounding, and so we wouldn't even have the words for it. To to for I, at least I don't that that I can just go here at when I'm feeling like I need to be in that place of of true sanctity and holiness in in our in our holy churches, you know, just to drop in for 15 minutes or or for an hour mm-hmm. full of adoration, just to be in the quiet and be with the Lord very, very personally, and to not have that benefit, I think is is a bit of a poverty. And, and if I'm understanding or remembering correctly, Sandy, so so it, it is, so there are services back to back in a sort of very um, stark, you know, place of, of just a building or a room, perhaps. And you mentioned Protestant services, gospel services, Catholic services, and you were alluding to other maybe world religions or uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know Wicca or what I don't know. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm curious have, about that. Yeah, they do. There is. I mean, you, you, I mean, they do have uh, Wicca services, and not all of them are done in the same. Um, like say, for instance, if if if. Uh, a smaller group, say if you're not, you know, your your congregation maybe has 15 to 20 people in it, you may not have the whole sanctuary. They may have you somewhere else on post or some, or base, or, or you could still be in that room. But yeah, they have to offer uh, a, a place for service for any religion that wants to, to have a service. Yeah. And they do have, uh, you know, chaplains, for lack of a better word, for all those different... Uh, every different denomination and every different uh, type of religion. So yes. Um, yes. it is it is offered. And like I say, there's somebody that sets, usually it's the chaplain's assistant who I think need to be praised above all praise because they really work hard. Uh, they have to set it up from <laughs> scratch and then t- dismantle it, it every, every time, mass. Anytime there, yeah, every time there's a, an event going on for whichever uh, uh denominations going in there, they have to set the church up for, for that uh, particular service. And um, and I think it was kind of strange, because when I left, when we left Fort Drum, we went from there to Louisiana, actually, to Fort Polk, Louisiana. Yay! And, yay, <laughs> and I like Fort Polk, too, for, for its reasons. But uh, um, we did go to church, uh, did go to Mass there on post. And looking back, I kind of realized that I was kind of put off a little, and I think it was probably because of the fact that it wasn't, you know, it was that sterile environment. Mm. And I think I kind of thought, well, this isn't like the Catholic Church I remember. You know, right. I know that I've had for the last three years. I don't really like this place. Right, <laughs> understandably. Know? I, mean, I, I can so, understand and, that. And again, because I was very new to Catholicism, and I didn't really, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't of course. Get it. It's not 
it's not the building and it's not the structure. Like I told you, it's the people. Amen. It's the people. It's the priest. And it. And the Eucharist, um, right? The Eucharist, the Eucharist. wherever that the Lord. Is, yes. It's the Eucharist. And yeah. I didn't get that. And I didn't get that for a long time. So um, it, it took me a while to realize that, you know, it's, you're right, it's not the building. Right. It doesn't matter if it's got the beautiful stained glass or if there's not a window in sight. Um, it's, you're right, it's the Eucharist. It's, the Eucharist it's, and then the, the body of Christ, right? Yes, oh. that's what it is, and that's what makes it a, a beautiful Mass, Amen. no matter where it is. No matter where it is, no matter where it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the other things, Sandy, that I remember being surprised by, and, I, I, you know, certainly I had never heard of the Military Council of Catholic Women, and I know um, we mentioned we're going to be speaking with Michelle Nash more um more intently about that when we interview here on the Faith and Good Council show. But one of the things that we talked about, us three ladies at the wine conference, mm-hmm. was um, y'all were sharing about the archdiocese of the military. You know, we think of our little diocese. We have the diocese of Baton Rouge and the archdiocese of mm-hmm. New Orleans and diocese of Homa Thibodeau and so forth and so on all across the United States and the world. But the archdiocese of the military, if I'm terming that correctly, is international. There's only one, right? Yes. That is yep, mind-blowing is. to me. Can you can you talk yes. about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, the, it is, I mean, their offices are, in, are based here out of D.C., uh, and that's where our bishop, Archbishop Berlio, that's where he is, is stationed. Or um, and Yes, and he is the archbishop over the largest uh, diocese in the world because we oh are— my goodness. Um, yeah, any any military installation of any kind, uh, he is as you know. As far as if you're Catholic, you're under him. My goodness, <laughs> which is kind of funny because uh, you know. I mean, I know that well. Most people don't. You know, in the military, you move so many times, but you know, all of your um, your pivotal moments in the church. You know, your baptisms, your first communions. Uh, all those records are all kept here in D.C. because that's where the diocese is. So, you know, I say I might, my kids might have been in Hawaii when they had their, uh, their first communion. But when I need to get those records, you have, you go through DC to get them because that's where it is, which is kind of wow. nice because yes. sometimes you're like, okay, I got to call the secretary of this church and, you know, but, um, that's what's all of the military records, you know, uh, to be able to be a Eucharist minister, you go through here and you do training through the, the Archdiocese and Military Services. That's um, amazing. Here. So, and what's great about it is then I can go to any installation and be a Eucharistic minister. I don't have to, you know, most places you have to reapply uh, and retrain or uh, to be into that diocese. But because it's all one diocese, it doesn't matter where I go, um, you're still uh, considered a Eucharistic minister. So what, um, if, so what if someone, okay, I'm just, I'm just pulling this out of the air. You know, I'm thinking about myself, so I'm a nurse, and I'm just always so impressed to see these big white ships with the red cross on it. So what if I was stationed, I don't know, Guam? I'm, I'm just you know, throwing mm-hmm. something out here. And I'm a nurse, and I'm on um, a military hospital ship, and I want to be a Eucharistic minister. So my bishop is the archbishop of um, the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if I want to be a Eucharistic minister and I'm way out at sea, how does that work? Well, it kind of is the same. I mean, it's, kind of, it's like I went to uh, 
we did the training there on post. Where, like, say, at Fort, when I was in Hawaii, um, we did the training there. Okay. Build all the pieces. Then you send all your paperwork in, and you wait for it to be approved, and it asks you that you've done the training. And they have a lot of times they will send someone to you. Also, they might send someone out to do training. Um, but if that's not possible, because then you say we are very vast, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's only so many, um, you can still be trained. You're trained by the you know a priest. Uh, active you know, on on post and stuff like that, and then he signs off on your paperwork, and they send it in. And once that's been approved, then you are um, a Eucharistic minister, and that can happen anywhere. Because like I say on the ship in the middle of the ocean, you're still part of the diocese. So wow, <laughs> um, you know, in unknown locations. And like I say, my husband being had been deployed a couple times in the middle of the desert. You know, you're a diocese, so mm. you have um, a, a priest that uh, who are you know. I call out to anyone who, you know, the priests and the military are, are few and far between, and those mm-hmm. are that's the, uh, a big uh, concern. And they are run ragged, especially the ones that are that are deployed, because there's not that many, and they may have to spend, you know, day after day just traveling around to the different locations of the different units and all different kinds of conditions just to offer a mass. So wow. it's like they, they, you know, my husband was saying, because I look at these guys and I'm just like, I don't know how they do it because, you know, I'm busy and I'm moving all the time, but it's sometimes I'm like, grace. where do you sleep? <laughs> it's the grace. It would have to, it has to yeah. be the Lord's grace. Otherwise we could never do, they could never do that. Do you know? Yeah. It's just beyond yeah. human, beyond human capacity to do that. Well, Golly, this episode has gone by so fast, and there's so many more questions that I want to ask you, beautiful daughter of the Most High God, who <laughs> has so much to share with us. I guess going back to what you said earlier, you said that that this has been a beautiful, beautiful experience for you to be the wife of a man in the military and mother of these beautiful children and be a military family. And I know there have to have been struggles and challenges along the way. But in our last minute or two here, I guess if you could sum up for us why you say that this has been a beautiful experience for you and a gift for you. Because I do wonder that if I hadn't been moving around so much and met so many different people, would I be where I am in my faith and as a person? I mean, I have met and seen and got, I mean, had the opportunity to live in some wonderful places from, you know, New York, to Louisiana, to Hawaii, who gets those opportunities? And, and I don't take that for granted. And I and I thank God every day that He gave me those opportunities. But I think a lot of it too is the people, uh, the diversity that I have gotten um, to experience, and the people that I have met have, um, and the opportunities that being in the, I mean that being in the military has given me is just. Something that if I'd stayed in one place, and sometimes I, 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 I look at like my family that has all lived in one area, and I'm like, you know, it's wonderful, and I, sometimes you're jealous of that. But then I, I wouldn't trade my life for anything because wow. of the opportunities and the people that I have gotten to, to meet and experiences and the things that I've gotten to do because of the, like meeting you. I mean, if I wasn't <sighs> in the military, I'd have never met you. <laughs> you know? I, mean, oh. I would not have been because I don't see myself sharing my experiences and, and, and my journey through growing as a Christian woman and a Catholic woman in fa- of faith, I don't know if that would have been the same if I had not been in the military. Amen. How beautiful. Because at times, it makes you reach for that faith. 
Yes. Yeah, and you see it in every day's, you know, you see where God's touch is and everything. Amen. So. Well, would you would you come back on with us on the Faith and Good Council show to talk more about those kinds of issues? Because I I just have a heart, you know, Sandy, as we've gotten to know one another, the the, the, the struggles, you know, the, a person's heart and and uh, the pain points, if you will, in their lives, in their, in their relationships. And you can speak very um, beautifully, I think, um, and reverently about the general kinds of struggles that outside of just being, you know, in the in the feminine and, and married and with children, but under some really extraordinary circumstances being in the military. So would you come back with us on the Faith and Good Counsel show? I would love to. That would be, I mean, Fabulous. I okay. Would love to. I, awesome. I mean, awesome. Well, I got the gab, so yes. Yes, you got the gift of gab. Me too, girl. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And listen, God bless your your dear husband and you and your three children. And we thank you for your sacrifice and your service as home front and I guess abroad warriors. Thank you so much, Sandy Getz. God bless thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, dear listeners of the Faith and Good Counselor Show. I'm so glad you joined me here today. My goodness, my mind is going off in a million directions about things that I would love to ask Sandy to share with us. And she is so full of information and so full of life and such a beautiful daughter of God that I can't wait for you to hear more from Sandy, as well as I can't wait to introduce you to Michelle Nash. Um, who is the president, in fact, of the Military Council of Catholic Women, an unbelievably awesome organization that I just learned existed that serves the needs specifically of Catholic women who are home front warriors, if you will, in the military. So we're going to be hearing about that pretty soon here on the Faith and Good Council show. Until next time, my dear listeners, God bless you all. Pax Christi now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.